Welcome to another episode of Exploring Art Podcast, a Florida International University student podcast for the creative curious. I'm your host, Octavia Nunez. I am very pleased to have Meg Wallace here with me today. Welcome to the Exploring Art Podcast. Uh, my name is Octavia Nunez, um, and this is Meg Wallace. Um, if you want to introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about who you are real quick. Um, my name is Meg Wallace. I'm an artist uh, who's interested in a lot of things. And I have a, a lot of different training that brought me to where I am today. So I'm excited to be here. Thanks for inviting me, Octavia. Of course, of course. Um, so we're just going to start with some like basic questions, um, if you could just answer those. Um, so in terms of your early years, um, what started your love for art? Like what made you want to be an artist? Um, not sure. I, I think as a child, I was always artistically minded. I'm very curious by nature. I grew up actually, I was born in Miami, but I grew up in, in the Keys. So I, I grew up right next to the ocean. Mm -hmm. um, so it actually started, I guess, with like more of like a appreciation for beauty. I love uh, the ocean. I love. Yeah. Nature. Yeah. Yeah. So it started then. Um, but I didn't consider myself to be an artist because the only type of quote unquote art that you would get as a child back then was more like art class. And that was yeah. very boring to me because it was like, here's this, you have to do this kind of like copy. And so for me, that was like, you know, boring. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, I have to copy this. And if you don't copy it just like they did, it's not right. Yeah. So um, it, it took me a while to develop. I would say probably, more in high school is when I really got a strong passion for it because I got freedom. Yeah. You so got freedom. Like explore. I got a, I got a teacher that was, she kind of probably saw that in me that I'm very much like I need to do my own thing. Mm -hmm. And um, she gave me that and it just exploded then. Yeah. Did you start off with like just regular paintings? Like, or did, were you like sketching or like, um, I, well, I did like, you know how they do like those, those little projects in school, like, Oh, you're supposed to, do a still life. So that was yeah, like yeah. super boring to me. Yeah. I mean, I did it. You learn the shading and things like that, but I really loved like surreal abstract stuff. So it started with surreal abstract and then it kind of morphed into, I also love like the human face and, and figure. So um, one of the guys in my class was like, Oh, that's not real art. If you're doing it surreal and all this mm -hmm. stuff. So I was like, Oh, you don't think I can do it. Um, so then I just started like with a, with a regular pencil and paper and did like this old lady with all her wrinkles and yeah, yeah. kind of like had this attitude and I could do it. I didn't know I could do it. Nobody taught me how to do it. And it just kind of like, that's what I ended up doing. I explored like the human face. I did tons of portraits from the time I was like 14, I think 14 years old. I even got commissioned for that then. And I loved it. You know, I could do, I could do like two or three in a day and, and your mind would just get. Yeah. Wow, that's so, yeah. So I proved impressive. that I could do that. I proved I could do it. And then when I got older, um, it went back to what I wanted to do, which is surreal. Surrealism. Okay, cool. Um, and has your creative process always been the same or like have, have you, has it changed throughout the years? Um, it's changed only because, um, of motherhood like when you're a teenager and you're in school you could like sit there for like hours and hours and do it yeah you know? of course um 
I then, I then actually I was at FIU. I was an FIU grad. I was an athlete at FIU. And then um, I was going to go into art education. But once again, I have an issue with people telling me what to paint. <laughs> so I went into medicine. So I actually got my degree in nursing and I did critical care nursing. Oh, and I wow. have other degrees as well in um, massage therapy because I'm very much a people person and I love sciences. Mm -hmm. And um, so what happened is when I became a mother, that's when it really, I realized even in nursing class, like my mind was always going to the arts, you know, like yeah. I, I, I could get straight A's. I studied, I did all this stuff and I loved it, but I wanted something more. I wanted something more um, like my mind needs more. I yeah. Yeah. More easily. So I, I would always even be doing drawings in there. And when I became a mother, um, it just like went into me, like, why, why am I not doing this? Like, why don't I just go back to doing art and stuff? So, um, yeah, that's when then I, my creative process changed a little bit because, um, because of time I switched to more like acrylics because they're quick drawing. Yeah. Okay. And, and I would paint at night. So like, I would be tired when I painted, mm. but I would paint at night so that I could, um, I could do it as a mom and not like, you know, neglect my yeah. daughter and then my son. But what I did to trick my mind, um, because I used to work where I would just do a whole piece straight, even if it took oh, like two days. Really? Wow. So that it would have like the same flow. Like, mm -hmm. yeah. In my okay. Piece, that makes sense. Movement in my pieces is very important because I want it to be, I want, I want the person who's looking at it, their mind and eyes to go all these places, kind of mm -hmm. like, it's almost got like a musical note to it. So as a mom, what I did was I played the same music. So my pieces have very specific, like the one behind me was Freebird. It's like a really big picture. Yeah. Well, but, um, yeah. Uh, so that one, uh, it was with Freebird. And so it was like, every time I went into that piece, my mind would connect back. And so mm. then continue with that. Okay. That, that was the change with, you know, how can I trick my mind to get to that same place? Yeah. Very interesting. Obviously family is, is something that's very important and yeah. you're going to have to focus on that more than any job. Um, now in terms of inspirations, like I, I know that you said that uh, you didn't really care much about art in like your early childhood, but maybe in the high school or even college years, was there anything that like really stood out to you that inspired you to, pursue this career or uh make any other art pieces um by like do you mean by like artists like specific artists artists or like really anything like uh it could have been like like an uncle or something that got you into it that like yeah. inspired well, you to do something like yeah i do have a history in my family there's a lot of artists um, okay yeah so my grandfather was an artist and he actually was at the philadelphia art college but he had to give it up to take care of his family because mm. um, art is hard to sustain uh, uh, so I did have him and on my other side there was a lot my grandfather my grandmother um, artists themselves I just I really liked that in the art platform you could um, tackle major issues okay yeah so that that's what and, and I have a I have a long history of doing like um, volunteer work with uh, like sexually abused children, sex trafficking victims, mm -hmm. 
over 20 years, I've worked one-on-one -on -one with people and just helping them cope with the trauma that they've gone through and then empowering them to press forward and still have hope. Oh, so okay. I, you know, and even in the hospital setting, that was a little bit of my frustration is that I can help somebody, but only so much. I yeah. think that you need to be able to help somebody on a personal level. And I felt like art was the avenue for me. Art, even though, um, you know, my art is abstract, it's, it's meant to evoke you as the mm. viewer to have a personal interaction with it and challenge your own imagination. And it's meant to like do that. So that's, that's pretty much why I think I was drawn to art. Um, okay. It wasn't a career sense. I could make, I mean, it, 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 it's a lot of sacrifice to yeah. be an artist. Um, and I had a lot of other positions that I, I enjoy. I mean, I still love working with people. I've worked with case management. I've worked with doctors, teams. I love that. Mm -hmm. But I've also been with people when they're dying. And I've been with people when they're struggling in pain. And yeah. no, there's no words, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that art hits on that level. I think that's why we're attracted to art. Even sometimes we don't understand it. We're attracted to art, whether it's music, whether it's poetry, whether it's painting. Yeah. It's like, I mean, come on, 2020. It yeah. Comes to everybody. <laughs> You know, we need we need to like escape a little bit. So that's yeah, of course, of course, that's very interesting. I wouldn't have assumed that that was the reason you got into art. Like that's yeah. probably the first person I've heard that wants to get into art in order to like help other people um, with things like that. Then yeah. um, is that what your freedom collection is about? Because I, I see it, that it, it is actually um, that the whole element of me actually going and showing and exhibiting my work. Mm -hmm which takes a certain amount of vulnerability. Yeah, of course. Like putting out your whole yeah, yeah. self, you know, um, was actually because um, I had met an artist. I was in Michael's and I had met an old Cuban woman artist that's an author. And we were talking and a lot of my work comes from really raw emotions from either other people losing people in death or just traumas of life. Yeah, so of course. You can kind of sense that in the piece. So we got to talking and she wanted to see something I was working on and I showed her and she was like, I said, she's like, what are you going to do with this? And I was like, well, you know, I volunteer like my whole life. I just love people. Mm -hmm. so I got into medicine and so I volunteer a lot and she was like, no, you need to, you need to exhibit. You need to, you need to put it out there and you need to do this path. So she kind of like prompted me with that. Yeah. Um, that was, I think in 2011, 2012. And mm -hmm. I was just really frustrated with like all the human trafficking. I, mm -hmm. It just really bothered me as a maternal, like if that was your child and somebody yeah, of course. Them, like slavery is one thing, but when you take slavery to that level mm -hmm. of a child in a sexual sense, it's yeah, like, it's, that's the worst slavery. Yeah. That's, that's awful. It's bad. I mean, and, and, and it broke my heart. So actually that first campaign was all about freedom. And um, I had the idea to just work with like 25, it was 25 different artists down near like the downtown Miami area. Mm -hmm. And my idea was how can we explore as artists human rights and human wrongs and why people make those decisions. So I wanted to see like, not only I'll show my paintings, but I want to see what all these other artists mm -hmm are doing because I, I love collaborating with things. I think it's really, I think we learn from each other. Yeah, of course. And um, 
there's areas we don't see and we're like, oh, wow, you know? And so that's where that whole event came from. And we ended up like um, working with different people in the community. Like I volunteered with Christie's house and we did like the Department of Children and Families and we did a whole like an awareness event. So it was always, my art was always attached to like a, a social awareness issue and how we can as a community of professionals, as artists, inspire each other to have a better community. So that's, that's the Freedom Collection is, is really talking about like beauty from ashes, um, restoration. Mm -hmm. And then there's some really dark pieces too that I have that when, when you're really upset and you can see it and you can see those on my website, um, you know, just different things that happened in the past that, that um, it triggers me and I, I, yeah. have, to, I, I have to paint it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We'll definitely add those in to to show everybody else what uh, the paintings we're talking about. Um, now, would you consider this your favorite piece of work, or do you have other ones that you would rather? Okay. So this is how it is. I am a person that loves change. So like my hair has been every color. <laughs> I have a different color every year that I pick. That's my favorite color. Okay. Um. So this is my favorite for this year. Because I okay. think that art speaks to you at mm -hmm. a certain moment in your life. And so the picture that I picked is actually one from the Freedom Collection. So it's okay. from 2012. Um, I have 10 paintings that I painted during COVID that are at Deering Estate for my solo exhibition there right now. Mm -hmm. So some of those are like close to my heart. Yeah. Um, but what this, this the, the one that I, that I sent you is, is more for the time we're going through right now. Okay, okay. Um, now you just mentioned COVID, um, did that affect you? Like, like, how has that affected you in terms of your art family or just you in general? It, like the same with everybody. It's been like crazy. Yeah, of course. Um, right before COVID happened, I actually got this amazing opportunity. I was, um, at Deering Estate, uh, to do a solo exhibition exhibition and it's multi-sensory so I had just started it so it totally affected it because I had two exhibitions planned it was supposed to start in June got pushed to July moved to August cut oh, yeah. Down. Yeah, no, but yeah all during that whole time it was already a short amount of time to produce that much work like the because the, to do what I wanted to do it was a very short amount of time especially I have three kids so oh, yeah. um supplies it was difficult to get I, I i always do my own canvases and stretch them and everything and do my own frames but it was hard to get supplies so that was one factor the other factor was i had three kids to do homeschool with oh, while yeah. i was painting and my dogs and so it was like chaotic so if you if you have time to look on like the website or if you go to Deering estate or look it up on google mm -hmm. you'll see that the first paintings that I did was the concept, which is gold. And I'm looking at like the maternal um, aspects of the mangroves and how they apply to our society, how they apply to motherhood and all that. So the first paintings were in the beginning of COVID and I was exploring that concept. And then the paintings that our mother mangrove, Hidden Treasure and these other three that I did are extremely bright. They're, they're intense. Mm -hmm. And so I really think it picked up that energy. And that's, that's the thing about art is that you are going to be able to, if you're, if you're going to allow yourself to be vulnerable enough, 
it translates. I don't know how, but it just yeah. it translates into the piece. So I would say that COVID has been a challenge. It was, it was very challenging, mm -hmm. um, but a, a huge explosion of art. And on top of it, I did like a photographic series and sometimes it evolves and it went into more. And then um, I had to be restricted by how many artists I could work with. Originally, I oh, wanted fair. other artists, like I had contacted artists for poetry or things like that, that I wanted to include or dance because I wanted every element in mm -hmm. the um, And so those were, those were, those were areas that I had to do it myself. Because that yeah. was just like, yeah, of you, course. Can't, you can't like expose somebody else to it. You mm -hmm. can't, I mean, you can collaborate on Zoom, but. It's just not know, the same. Not the same. It's not the same. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So actually even the poem that I did in the piece came mm -hmm. from, I was looking for a poem that would each art piece, I chose a poem. Um, I actually did recordings of the mangroves at Daring Estate so that when you went into the exhibit, you felt like engulfed. Oh, okay. Experience. And, um, and then the poems go through it because I wanted it to speak to whoever is going. And some people are literary. I tend yeah. to be not as literary. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah, same with me. I but know. <laughs> I'm, I'm more visual. Yeah. But I wanted it to speak. My whole thing about exhibits is the exhibit is not about the artist for mm -hmm. me. Okay. The exhibit, as once I create something, is about the person. That's it. So yeah. I was trying to create an environment. So the poem in that piece, um, which actually just got published, was probably the first poem I ever put out there. And it was because there was none. I couldn't find something that got all mm -hmm. what I wanted to say. And it was mm -hmm. by a woman artist. So I wrote it myself and oh. <laughs> it tied it all in. And I was like, you got to do it. You know, it's, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's 2020. It's like, all right, you know, yeah. out of your comfort zone. Um, and, it, and I love it. I love how it turned out. I don't know how it came out, but um, I like it. And I, I, I was at least able to include other, like a Pacific artist of youth in some of the other paintings, mm -hmm. which I like. I like collective. Oh, and I did a sculpture and like something else because I had wanted the ceramic league to do it and they couldn't do it. So I just did it myself. Yeah. That, would you say that like because of this now in the future, you're going to be doing this more yourself or like, or are you still going to look to collaborate? I um, love both. I love both. Okay. I love to work. If I had the budget, I would be doing huge sculptures too. Mm -hmm. um, I love to learn and I love, um, I love to collaborate as, and I, but it depends on the artist. So it's just finding those like-minded artists to find, you know, them just immersing themselves in their work. Um, and, and, and so, no, I would do both. I would do both. I would say that it pushed me out mm -hmm. of some of the comfort zones, but I always, even in photography, I, I did photography, um, in high school and I developed my own film and I yeah. did photography. So I always did those things. I would say more, I'm a painter, but because I do that, but, but I actually, I'm not, I just love to, do, I love to create. So yeah. I would design furniture. I, I design furniture in my house and I like, I like beautiful things. Yeah. And usually the stuff that I like is so expensive. I have to make it myself. <laughs> not fair. Um, now, in terms of the pandemic, is, is there anything, is there any specific thing that you would say has like really changed you and uh, moving forward is something that you'll be thinking about more 
like whether it be on a personal level or to do with your art? Definitely. Um, I don't know about for you because I don't know uh, everybody that's listening. If mm -hmm. you guys have been in this time, um, you know, I think it brought out either the best or the worst in people. And then sometimes it goes on a daily basis like that. I would say with this pandemic, it's caused, um, it's been a hard time because um, being distanced from people. Um, I would say the biggest challenge was the setbacks. I am a perfectionist and I like, you know, if I'm going to do an exhibit, I want it to be like really good. The setback yeah, was that we couldn't do the opening cocktail party night. Um, we couldn't have it open access seven days a week, which mm -hmm. they have. Um, so those things were very hard to deal with. Um, then a tropical storm came and they had to put shutters oh. up. And, the, and oh. I was like, what? Yeah, like, I'll just kind of- 2020 changed already. Mm -hmm. um, so I would say that dealing with setbacks and realizing that we don't have control over everything yeah. um, and just going with that tide, basically like even with what my exhibit is exploring is that we have high tides and low tides. Mm -hmm. I love Bob Marley's song with that. Yeah. Um, and that's a part of the exhibit too. And my photographic oh. series is Bob Marley's um, high tide and low tide um, is that we have high tides and low tides, but the mangrove is a very messy uh, yeah. environment, mm -hmm. but it's vital for our society. And I would say that to me, that teaches us that we're in a very messy time. Yeah. But you don't just cut down the mangrove. You need to appreciate all the different messiness of the mangroves. And sometimes they're like amazing. Like if it's yeah. in Miami, there's no mosquitoes. Those are like the best days ever. That's like it's a beautiful place but mm -hmm. there's other days it, it, it stinks you know it yeah, actually of course and, yeah, yeah um it's messy and, but to me it's like that's what i think in this experience it's really pushed me to think about that more and mm -hmm. i like to analyze things and i like to see um in systems how we can do things better how how we can inspire each other without cutting down everything, but listen more, like understand, you know, a lot of times people think bacteria is bad. Well, in the mangrove system, it's like, it's necessary. Mm -hmm. And that's what cleanses the water. And then it feeds off the, the reef. So um, I, I'm, I'm excited because um, I want to explore that more. I want to yeah. explore what we can learn and I want to see how we can rebuild things that have been torn down. Yeah, that's, that's very interesting. I, I never would have like, that's such an interesting connection that I never would have thought of. Um, and is, is that what the future of your artwork is looking like right now? Or is there anything else that like you're planning on making or if you can even talk about it, I don't know if like, I don't know how that oh, works. I, I, I'm fine. I'm fine. It's hard for me to consolidate my thoughts, but mm -hmm. um, I will do that because I know that people don't have a long attention span. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I really think that the same concept is always going to be there. Um, I, I wanted, I have a lot that I want to do and it's just a matter of, do I get a platform to do it? So mm -hmm. with every opportunity, what matters to me is that I have an impact for the individual, whether they're dealing with depression, um, whether they're dealing with boredom, what if they're locked up? I'm gonna be talking to a whole group of 
detentional kids tomorrow um, and doing like a, a whole walk through the art exhibit with during a state. And, you know, I've worked with a lot of children like that. And what if you're in an abusive situation at home? What if you are struggling? How can you find that piece of art? Because I think there's an artist in everyone. And Pablo Picasso said that every child is an artist, but it, it's like you have to take your whole adulthood to get back to that because of like ways that we have basically we've kind of like caged ourselves, right? Mm -hmm. Because like, you know, have you, are you around kids at all? Do you have like little siblings or cousins? Um, I mean, I have like cousins that I used to uh, like take care of them, but. Have you ever been around them when they're really little and they say everything? Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, or they just try something. Maybe they, mm -hmm. you know, maybe they're drawing or maybe yourself and it's, it's like, okay, I did a, a blue sun and I did yeah. such and yeah. such, right? There's a beautiful age that happens like that because actually the mind is expanding. It's like, you know, mm. yeah, you might not use that all the time, but you might come up with an amazing idea. Yeah. The problem is, is that if you squish that, you know, if you squish that, mm -hmm. that brain as it's expanding, it limits your life. And you feel very like, you know, like you're trying to fit in. Um, and I've seen that with my own children. You know, I really, as a mother, had to explore these issues like, oh my gosh, that's what happened to me as a kid. You know, yeah. like I, I basically had this opportunity and I had this thing, but I didn't have the right teachers. And I didn't have, I did sometimes, I did have some of the people that were very yeah. there. So basically that's what I want to to um explore with it and 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 just pass on to each individual it's like how can we empower one another and don't make it a competition mm -hmm. that that's something like for me it's like everybody's art is different you know like i definitely relate if i would say like three artists from the way way past that i relate to is georgie o'keefe mm -hmm. because um I just relate to her work, like, I don't know, the, the forms and everything that she yeah. had. And um, emotionally, Van Gogh, because I'm like an emotional empath. Mm -hmm. And then um, I love Dali too, it, because it's just crazy. You know, you're like, what was he thinking, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, so those are the things. And so those are some of the influencers, but I'm not like them, you know? I'm not, mm -hmm. I'm me. Everybody yeah, else. Yeah, you're your own person. Yeah. yeah, I'm my own person. Um, and are there any, uh, final thoughts, any like final advice you want to give to aspiring artists that, uh, want to go into the field of art and, and explore that avenue? Um, yes. Uh, one, I would say no matter who's watching, be who you are. Um, mm -hmm. find out who you are. Sometimes you find out who you are in art because you kind of go to art to like deal with things and lose yourself and you find yourself. Um, don't fall into the trap. It's good to learn from other people. I don't get me wrong. You know, um, I learned a lot just like studying art history and everything, but, uh, and, and it's good to like what I said before, like learn how to do the face, learn how to do the eye. Yeah, yeah. Those, those are like things that you, you bring into your art, but find out, what is that deep thing that really just it clicks it's like when you find out your partner for life or mm -hmm. it's just like oh yeah that's yeah. it 
So find your, oh yeah, that's it. That, that is with, and it's the same thing. Like, have you ever had it where you hit this song is your song? Yeah. Yeah. Right. You have, yeah. have of course. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I can't always say what my song is, but like when it hits it, you're like, that's my mm-hmm. song. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so find that. Oh yeah. I'm right there where you connect. Cause that connection is where it's at. Mm-hmm. You know, find that connection. Um, know, know the challenges that are ahead. I would say that do not, do not do it to become famous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't. Okay. It, it, art is really, really challenging. Even for, I mean, there's amazing artists. I see tons of amazing artists, but they also a lot of times have to do like other jobs and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So don't do it for that. If it, if your, if your platform gets bigger, that's fine, but don't do it for that because I don't, I think, I think your art suffers. I think your art suffers when you are having to, to be like, a um, what would you say? Like a, like a, like a parrot or something like, like if you're, if you're yeah. a parrot in a cage, right. Um, if you're a parrot in a jungle, that's like phenomenal. Yeah, of course. I, I'm all into birds. Limited. By the way, a lot of my art has hidden birds in it. Almost a lot. Really? Of I'll, I'll make sure so to I look out like, for them. I have a lot of symbolism with birds, but one mm. of the things about birds is like, I think birds are gorgeous and there's like amazing birds. But when you put them in a cage, it's like, here's what you're going to get fed. Yeah. Um, they're they're going to repeat back to you. So I would just say, don't, don't, don't let yourself be put into that. You know, like just explore and mm-hmm. find the people that, that inspire you. Don't find the people that are like, this is what you have to be mm-hmm. because life is too short. I agree. I agree. Life is too short. Like, and don't you agree like that? I don't know if you agree or not, but like, even with COVID, hasn't that like kind of pushed that? Like, yeah, I mean, at least I know a lot of people have had a lot more time to think about what it is they want to do with themselves. And I feel like it's been a very surreal uh, event for everybody. And that's really awoken a lot of people. Um, And in terms of just like us being college students, like uh, I'm assuming um, more of my college, like, uh colleagues will watch this um and i think it's a very important message to the, the find yourself like get that oh yeah moment because i think that a lot of us in college right now are trying to find that exact moment like yeah. me personally like from what i'm doing i'm not sure if this is my oh yeah moment exactly. i don't think it is because i haven't felt that that connection you know yeah um so i think that's very important and 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 that the other thing i would say is 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 fill your house or your space that's the other thing with things you like inspire you like art Mm -hmm. music you know because because the monotony of life is what gets most people and and sometimes people like go into something thinking this is what i'm supposed to do Mm -hmm. right like this is what i'm supposed oh i'm supposed to be a lawyer even when i went into medicine i love people um, and so I love to care for them and, and everything, but it was more of, um, okay, I'm going to explore it and I'm going to have a backup because I don't want anybody telling me what to do in art. So I want to make sure that I could also fund it. Yeah. If I, yeah. Um, which I stopped doing that. I'm, I only do art now, but you know, originally that was my, my mm-hmm. thing, my thinking process. Yeah. Yeah. But I would say really like talk to people that know you. Um, talk to people that are like older than you and find your, oh yeah. Because if you find your, oh yeah, when you're working, you're not working. You're going to have this like, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. So that's what I would, I would say, you know, um, to people that are in the, in school. And the other thing is, is diversifying, you know, always be learning. Like even me, I'm not comfortable with like online sales or like all this stuff. One of your other things that somebody had sent me was like that, um, has it pushed you to think of new platforms? And, and there's been a lot of like art education on how to, do stuff online and and engage with people so just just think outside the box and then allow yourself to be uncomfortable you know if you allow yourself to be uncomfortable diversified meaning you know um you don't plant everything in this you don't want to plant just one piece of vegetable or something in your garden and i'm not a gardener with that yeah but i'm just saying like it's okay to be like okay um i'm a hairstylist and i'm a painter you know, you don't have to just be. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Sorry about the noise. Um, but in which case, um, I think that's all the time we have. Uh, I very much appreciate you, uh, coming to this, I guess, interview. Um, yeah, thank you. I actually learned a lot. That was actually very interesting. Um, I won't lie at first. I was kind of dreading it a little. I was like, ah, I'm going to have to do this. uh." But no, this is actually very interesting and I actually had a lot of fun. Um, well, if, so, and, and for anybody that's watching, if you want to look at my website or Instagram right now, the exhibit at Deering said that it was closed till the third, it said it was, it was supposed to end the 30th, but they're pushing it to October 16th. So October 16th, if you go on my website or Facebook or whatever, um, they will, it does have an admission to go in, but the last night is free to the public. So you can go, it's a very historical house filled with art filled with the whole experience and you get to go out. I mean, if you can go in there tonight cause they have an event by the bay that they're having for people, you get to go out in the water, you can see the mangroves, you see everything. And just, if you want to, to experience it for yourself, they, they allow people to come and do that. So, okay, cool. Yeah, so just follow me. And when it's yeah. a lot of people's budgets are cut right now. So uh-huh. just follow me. And when it's the free night, I'll post it. Gotcha, and, gotcha. Yeah. Um, we'll definitely link your, your like Facebooks, Instagram, whatever it is we can find. <laughs> um, yeah. So thank you. Thank you thank a lot. You. Thank you, Elliot and Alexander too. All right. Have Bye. It was day. nice meeting you. Nice to meet you too. Take care. Thank see you, Meg. I want to thank you for joining us so much today, Meg Wallace. I really appreciate it. This concludes Exploring Art Podcast. Subscribe to Exploring Art Podcast on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, or whenever you get your podcasts. Thanks so much for listening. Please join us soon. And remember, stay curious.